0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Parker Parker podcast. I am your host, Eric Vincent Parker, and I just wanted to say, you know, peace and love to everybody out there listening, and I'd also like to just apologize uh, for leaving y'all without a new podcast to listen to for a period longer than I would ever like to go without dropping a new podcast podcast. You know, I was going two a week for a while there. Probably going to bring that back to one a week. on Most most weeks is kind of where I think things will go until I start at least being able to get these interviews picked up. (laughs) I've talked to a lot of people. A lot of people want to be on the podcast, but making that work from a a time scheduling kind of thing has proved a challenge um, that has yet to be addressed, but something I intend on on conquering in good time. And still working on that. Haven't got there quite yet. But it will happen eventually. And I I will get the podcast interviews. I certainly want to get, you know, and people out there listening, you know who you are. We're going to sit down and make it work eventually, you know, and I have no doubt about that. All just a question of making it happen, and we will get there. And so, you know, but for, yeah, for the time being, plan on trying to scale back to one a week. Typically Mondays, you know, gives people something to set the, the week off right with, you know, morning commutes. Those kinds of things. Those times when people typically will listen to a podcast, maybe late at night chilling, I don't know. You know, oh. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of the schedule going forward, just so y'all know. Appreciate the love and support out there for all y'all. You know, shout out to everybody across the globe tuning in. Much love. I appreciate that. It's been a a crazy time that we're running into right now. You know, um, with the whole abortion thing that's going on and the appeal or overturn of Roe v. Wade that seems to be at the fold of happening, you know, or the precipice, if you will. And that whole situation is crazy for me. For one, I think it's a right that women have fought for and fought hard for to obtain back in 1973, I believe, was when Roe v. Wade decision was originally made. And a lot of the justices on the Supreme Court now who were turn around and doing the opposite of what they said during their hearings, you know, sticking by the law of the land and such. You know, are we surprised? Should we be surprised? Not really. I, you know, I mean, they're, they're politicians at the end of the day, motivated by their own, you know, desires and belief systems. And the thing that is is interesting from that perspective is a lot of people or not a lot of people but those people on the supreme court that are going the way they're going it's usually you get the feeling it's their own religious beliefs that motivate that it's not interpretation of the constitution that drives it it's their personal religious beliefs you know and so that ch- separation of church and state somehow eludes them <laughs> Which is in the Constitution, obviously, but eludes them in that decision making that it leads them to bring that decision. And this is the thing, right? If there's any question of it, I myself am personally pro life. And what that means to me is that I've carefully guarded my seed, right? There was never an unwanted pregnancy in my lifetime because I was careful and lucky to some degree, right? Let's not pretend I've been a saint the whole time out there. But I've guarded my seed and was careful with it. and Every kid I have, two of them, are here because I wanted them to be here through joint decisions. Between me and my wife. And when they arrived here. I do the best I can. To love and nurture them. And support them. And be there for them. To watch them grow. Teach them all that I can. Give them life lessons. Try to be the best dad that I can be. In their entire lives. For their entire lives. On my entire life while I'm here. And you know. God willing, things will take the natural order of things and they'll outlive me and, you know, maybe pass that thing on. How far does that extend? Not beyond my own life and my own choices. And that's the thing, right? Is that just because I feel that way in my own life, I can't possibly account for every different path out there that everybody has to walk. And so, to me, that's it's a personal freedom choice, right? Now, people talk about the sanctity of life and kids being born and those kinds of things. There's there's a real question on when human life really starts. Some say at conception. I guess. <laughs> You know, it's uh, in perfect circumstances that would grow on to be life. But you can't make that choice for everybody, you know? If it's a case of rape, if it's a case of incest, are we making that argument? Are we saying those lives or those women should have to go on and have those babies in those circumstances? It's a hard argument to make, you know? And then on top of that, if if that's the exception, then what makes it really any different, right? We don't choose who gets to die in a murder case and say that this person was okay to get murdered because they weren't a good person, right? And so now you're assigning that value judgment uh, to the conception, right? It's a very blurry line. And one that nobody should rush into making, and one that nobody should rush into making if it's not your uterus right that's, that's the other thing too is it seems to be all a lot of men making the decision there's there's some women on the Supreme Court, I forget her name, recently appointed, but you know still it's it's a very complicated issue it's a very nuanced issue but yet people want to treat it like it's a black and white kind of thing and take issue with that because it's not black and white it rarely is especially with something so complicated and nuanced and you know the other part of that is that a lot of people that will label themselves as pro-lifers are really not pro-lifers they're pro-birthers they really want you to have that baby they whatever the circumstance they really want you to have that baby and not to do anything to impede you being pregnant whoever you happens to be right because they feel like it fits for just about everybody But, when that baby's born, what do they do? Fuck your life. (laughs) You know? Because you're not going to see things like fights out of these same group of people for maternity leave, for paternity leave, on extended stays, three months, six months, a year. That baby needs nurturing. It's fresh to life. It's brand new. It's an adjustment period to make. Having a kid is not easy. That that period when a baby is brand, brand new, there's a lot of crying. There's a lot of sleepless nights, sleep deprivation. You know, think you're going a little bit crazy maybe? It happens. It's real. Those times when the baby's crying, you can't quite figure out why. It's like a Rubik's Cube that's, you know, really difficult to be solved in the end, you know? You like you run through all the things, like, okay, oh, I burped you, I fed you, diapers changed. We try to squeeze that gas out with the knees to the chest. Sometimes still crying. What do you do, right? It's tough. It's tough. And that new instance for everybody you know and do those people that talk about pro-life do you hear them talking about paternity leave maternity leave all the other support medical care you know birthing centers i've had it my my son was born at a birthing center my daughter was born at a hospital the insurance that we had when it was my daughter couldn't get it at a birthing center even though that's what we wanted healthy birth otherwise but insurance they want to cover that they want to get the medical uh institutions involved right as much as possible as much dollars squeezed out of it because the procedure is uh you know the more people involved in it the more they can charge for you know and i guess the insurance companies get paid out of that somehow or the hospitals who knows, right? But there's very it's a very money driven kind of motivation for the a lot of the decisions that get made in that. And it's a little bit crazy, you know. The birthing center was a much better experience, much different experience between the two. And if I'm talking to friends or family member that are going through that kind of experience, I'm recommending all the way. Like if you can go a birthing center if you know you anticipate a natural healthy birth yeah go that route you know it's legit my son being born was awesome you know my daughter being born was awesome too but the facility wise the experience surrounding that birth much much different and much happier with the experience surrounding the birth at a birthing center uh shout out to everybody there <laughs> on that William Cannon Birthing Center, you know, um, so, but yeah, and so there's all these other things that go along with it, you know, you're not, you're not for, uh, free education for that child as they get older, you're not for the reforms that they would need, or not need, you know, to, to take care of that kid, and to provide them with the things they need, you know, going up, it, it's, so yeah, it's you forget about the child as soon as that child is born. And, you know, I was reading the uh, topics on this lately, because it's, it's everywhere when you look online, you know, or in a lot of different places. And there was a uh, preacher of some sort, pastor maybe, you know, I forget the exact religious title bestowed upon him, but he was talking about how easy it was to fight for the unborn baby, right? Because you don't have to make any hard decisions for that baby. Just, you need to be born. You know, and that's so much of what the whole argument centers around. But let's not pretend that people give a shit once that kid is born. In general, you know. And so, it's a, it, it's a bullshit argument, largely. And it's people really just wanting to impose their own religious beliefs upon you. And that's the other thing, too. So, if you are religious, you know, and um, Christian or what have you, and you're very against abortion, sanctity of life and everything, what happens to an aborted baby's soul? Does that baby go straight to heaven? Right? Because that's the thing, if you're going to have a religious argument, you have to stick to your own playbook, right? Especially if you prescribe to a single religion. You know, if you're not out there taking the best of all of them and discarding the rest of it, if if you're going to st- hold strictly to a particular manuscript and say this is this is my rule book for life, then you then you got to be all the way for it, right? One, we don't do that because if they did, you would kill kids for being disrespectful for their parents. Not. In, figurative terms they would literally be killed in the streets with rocks if we were sticking to the letter of the law right (laughs) they forget that the one though gosh you know how many kids would be dead if you killed a kid every time they backtalk their parents in 2022 there'd be nobody left we'd be the last generation on earth right now you know and Believe me, my daughter's talked back. It wouldn't be anything I'd kill her over. Let's not get crazy. Right? But let's get back to that question, right? What happens to a baby's soul when they're aborted? You know, if they're living being. Do they go to heaven? Are you gonna send them to hell? Obviously it wasn't their fault, right? They didn't have anything to do with that choice. It was all the moms. Imagine that. So if that baby goes to heaven they're circumventing being born to a parent that either doesn't want them doesn't think they have the financial ability to take care of that child thinks that It's going to be much harder to raise the children they already have if that child comes into the picture, etc., etc. Makes for a very rough life, rough start, a lot to overcome. And all the traumatic experiences and self-doubt that might come along with that decision the Hard life it might lead to, the bad decisions that might be made because of that hard life, those bad decisions that might result in condemnation to hell for eternity. Or they could have been aborted and got to take it straight to heaven. Right? Because he's not going to send them to hell. The child's innocent. They weren't even born into sin, Right? It's the rule book isn't it? And so if that's the rule book. Are you mad because the baby got a speed. A a high speed ticket to heaven. And you didn't. And you got to live here on earth. Is there jealousy involved. With this decision making. Have you ever considered it? I don't know. I don't know the answers. But I think it's worth asking. And worth considering. Because if an aborted baby's soul ends up going straight to heaven, are you really that mad about it? Because I like my life here on Earth. I'm not sure I like Earth in general. I like Earth But the situation that we've created over time is baffling. (laughs) It's um it leaves me sad for mankind, humankind, a lot of times. Makes me wonder why we've made such shitty decisions, you know. And historically, you know, I get it. Scarcity mindsets and all leads to a lot of warfare, those things, and the brutal history that it creates over time. But if you could skip all of knowing this and go straight to paradise, would you give it up? Would you be like, you know what? Yeah, just, just let me just go straight to paradise and circumvent all this bullshit. <laughs> Would you make that choice? Would you take it? Yeah. You know? Huh. Imagine somebody giving you a choice. They're like, no, we really want that baby to be born. We really want it to be born. Alright. We need to give it a chance to go to hell. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, Think ultimately, whatever the reasons and the motivations. And, it, you know, it's, it's the woman's choice. It's her body. At least to a certain degree. My feeling is, you're not really human until a cerebral cortex shows up. Because that's when humans become humans. Because before that, you know, you got gills on the side of your neck. You got a tail. You might have a heartbeat more in there, but earthworms have a heartbeat you know an earthworm ain't human that cerebral cortex though that's a different story that's higher level brain activity I think if there's going to be a dividing line you know maybe it's when the cerebral cortex shows up but then again woman's choice right Stay the fuck out of their uterus. It's none of your damn business. It'd be like people making people be organ, organ donors whether you wanted to or not. you giving up that kidney when you die, motherfucker. Whether you like it or not. That's what you're doing. Because we said so. The government. Making decisions about your life and your body. Even though it's supposed to be yours. And damn it. Don't you touch that kid. We need a chance to send them to hell. (laughs) Or maybe put them through it. Right? Because those kids that. Would be too born. To mothers that make that choice. Usually would be born. Into disadvantaged situations. And there's been studies on it. You can read up on it. You know shit's deep so don't take it at face value really think about it ask yourself the tough questions and then realize that's outside of your own direct involvement in your own personal life and the choices that you make that directly impact you and are the repercussions of your own actions if that's not involving you, then really at the end of the day, it's none of your fucking business. You know? Pro-life for myself. That's just me, though. In my life, in my own actions, responsible for what I'm doing within my framework, I can't possibly try to dictate that personal choice and try to force it on everybody else out there. Because it goes back to kind of the UBI situation. It would be impossible for the government to try to legislate the money to be spent on In a ways that would make any kind of sense. Because it's going to be so varied. And nobody's going to know better what to do with the money. Than yourself when you get it. You'll know what works best for you. And maybe you don't make a smart choice with it. But damn it, it's your money. You make the choice. It's your life. You make the choice. It's impossible for everybody to encounter every situation. Maybe that kid... Would be born into an abusive relationship that, because of financial hardships, the mom can't leave, and she's fairly certain that kid's gonna get his ass beat for the next 16 years of its life. You want that? That's the choice you're making for that kid? You have to experience this, you gotta go out there and get you some. You gotta taste these ass-whippings that motherfucker's about to hand you for the next 16 fucking years of your life? Could've went to heaven, but we're pro-life. Nah, motherfucker. You're pro-birth. You don't know about misery and hardships that a person might go through. Because of the fucked up choices that somebody else is trying to make for another person that doesn't know the circumstances. You don't think that shit goes on? That shit definitely goes on. It's happening right now. As I'm sitting here talking, there's some kid fearing for his life because this parent is going to show up and beat that kid's ass. Sometimes for no damn good reason at all. But that's what you want, Right? It's your (laughs) pro-life. Fuck out of here with that. You know? I don't think people really stop and consider. They just cling on to their religion and let that do the thinking for them. Because they're not going to do the thinking for themselves. They're not going to consider all the angles. They consider the one angle. They consider the one thing Sanctity of life We need bodies to send overseas so you can go do some killing for us Sanctity of life The hypocrisy of it all you know I'm still trying to build that better world y'all but I want people to really think about things and there's not enough thinking going on Right? Like, the lack of thinking is a real problem. The lack of thinking gets us into very precarious situations. And people will make very stupid arguments for things. Like, very stupid, very selfish when they're being made. Like, they don't think of everything, they don't think of anything. Outside of the scope of their own life, for the most part. Not realizing that there's so much other shit going on out there, right? And so we have to be really vigilant against stupidity. Because stupid will have you in some situations that you really wish you weren't in. But here we are kind of thing stupid is more dangerous than even craziness there was a German author that talked about stupidity a lot I wish I could remember his name but he talked about the stupidity of people that succumbed to the Nazi regime In the group think that gets involved there. He ended up getting hung to death. Was his eventual outcome. By the Nazis. Because his reminder. Of telling people. How fucking stupid they were being. And trying to demonize. Jewish people. Blaming all their problems on them. Pinning it to them. Telling them that that's going to be the source of all their suffering. And if all we had to do was just eradicate these people from the face of the earth. All your problems would magically go away. How fucking stupid that was. and It is. For people to still think it. Because we love demonizing a certain subset of the human population and then pinning all the problems to that group, it's their fault. <laughs> oh, it's very stupid to think like that. It's not considerate. It's not taking everything into account. It's not looking at the big picture. It's not taking things in a worldview outside of yourself And thinking as a whole. It's very weird when I think about it. Because I don't like groupthink. I think people should have their own individual thoughts. And really stop and analyze. And contemplate. The situations that they're facing. The choices that they're making. And yet I still want everybody to arrive at generally the same place. It's a... I don't know if it's hypocrisy, but it's definitely a conundrum. And it's a paradox. Because how do you get a bunch of individual thinkers to come together for a common cause and not having it end up being groupthink? I don't know the answers to that one. I wish I did, though. Because it still comes down to Let's go get ourselves a better fucking world. And I wish I knew all the answers. But I'm far from it. I don't have all the answers. All I have is a lot of heart. And conviction. And want to. And belief. Real belief. In both the good of humanity. And us wanting to. Achieve that humanity. To have the humanity catch up with our technology, to come up with real answers, and to not have it hoarded at the top out of the hands of all the poor people on this planet who labor to make others rich on a daily basis. That is. The reality for so, so, so many. Right? And it makes you wonder, when they're talking about pro-life, maybe they're just worried about having enough people to fill the factories and to go die in wars and all these other things they need to get done. Like, if automation was there and it did the work... That all the people are doing. Right now. Would they even care? Would it be such an agenda? No wonder. I don't think they ever really think about it though. I think most of the time they're not thinking at all. They just carve onto this one thing. Save the children. The babies. But even then. Only till the first breath. Because after that first breath everything else that they say everything else that they fight against politically all the improvements that they do not approve of at all say they don't give a fuck about you once you're born. (laughs) They're not pro-life. They're pro-birth. and It's time to realize that there's a fucking difference between those two positions and to call them out on their bullshit when they say it and until they back it up with being pro-life supporting people throughout their whole life in a nurturing environment intent on giving you the best life you possibly could until that's the structure and the focus I don't believe a fucking word they say when it comes to pro-life they're pro-birth let's not get it twisted (laughs) you know and the thing is too is, is that if they worked in reverse if they were really about it if they were really, truly meaningful about a pro-life stance, they could do all the other things that would indicate being a true supporter of life and a positive experience on this earth. And in turn, they would get the drastically reduced number of abortions that they're seeking for anyways. But they go about it wrong, because they'd rather talk about it than actually get their goal. And then they want to demonize people, because you know what happens when you uh, make abortion illegal? You don't end the number of abortions that take place. You end the number of safe abortions that take place. You're back to, you know, coat hangers and and abhorrent kind of fake medical practices still trying to get an abortion and now you got the mothers dying too so now now your pro-life stance is going to lead to two people at least dying right it's a bullshit stance and this is the other thing too you can say all you want you can get on the TVs and on your soap boxes and in your churches or wherever it may be, people can talk about their pro life stance and why they do it, and think about the babies. But if the rule book is right, don't think God's not going to spot the hypocrisy because if I see it. <laughs> You better be damn straight. God's going to notice, right? (laughs) Because there ain't no fooling God. If God is out there and God is real, you're not getting one over on God. God knows, right? There's that, uh, in the Egyptian deal, when you go to judgment, your heart's weighted against a feather, you know? And that's how you know. And the scales don't lie. It's kind of the same thing. Right. If you're not coming with the purest of motivations, if you're not thinking about everything else that your position entails, when you try to force your own viewpoints onto what other people are doing with their bodies, if you're doing that, and you're not really thinking about everything, and you're not really giving a shit about the life that you so ardently fight for to get your way and to pose your will on others if God's out there God's going to see right through that bullshit he's going to see right through it and there ain't going to be no hiding you know because there is no hiding it's going to be all out in the open and so good luck with that you know what I mean? Good luck with that. Oh. Every time you think we're making progress, this kind of crazy shit happens. And people just dying to roll shit back to the Stone Ages. You know? And, um... I don't hope they get there. Because it's going to lead to more misery. And if they really care... They should be solution-oriented on the problem. Because if you reduce poverty, better yet, eliminate poverty. You have, like, marriage counseling and ways to get out of abusive relationships and all those other things. If you focused on that, you'd see a positive number and abortion numbers drop, right? You would... You would change a lot of women's minds and making them feel like that was the smartest choice for them and that unborn child. Because you look around at this craziness that we call Earth and all the situations that we created and you second guess the mom that says I don't want my child born into this bullshit. You know? Huh. In the end, you wanted to do different, but it's not your choice to make. I'm going to leave you all with that one. Marinate on it. Think about it. Get back to me if you want. Parker Parker Podcast at gmail.com. We could talk about it. Whatever, you know. But yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. In reaction to this Have you gotten this far? Thank you Thank you for joining along In the Parker Parker Podcast Love and respect to everybody out there Living their life This life that they were given Doing the best they can In as crazy a world as this place is Sometimes And uh Just a heads up In case you missed it Most deaf Talib Black Star just dropped a new album haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet but i certainly will be just as soon as i can i started watching a reaction video on youtube and uh the audio was kind of shit and it just didn't have that vibe of being chilled out you know what i mean like really taking the music in and uh it's it's been about 25 years since their first and only album together dropped and so You know, I want to give it the proper respect that it's due and be in the proper mindset and uh, mood when I really take it all in. You know, Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I hope to get to that soon. And anybody out there who uh, loves good hip-hop, you know, go out there and and do the same when you get a chance. (laughs) Uh, With that, y'all, I'm out. Love y'all. We'll talk again soon. Peace.